Tesla fell more than 6% in the after hours trading as its aggressive price cuts ate into its profits. The Federal Reserve's beige book, on the other hand, showed that hiring and inflation slowed in the US over the past few weeks as credit conditions tightened as a result of that banking crisis. Now, stock indices remain little change with volatility falling to the lowest levels this year. But, 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 the actual levels actually look appetizing for many, many investors out there for selling the latest stock rally. So welcome, this is Swisscote's Daily Market Talk. So yesterday was yet another slow day of trading with again not much happening on the index level both in Europe and in the US markets. The stock 600 closed flat yesterday near the highest level since February 2022 while the S&P 500 in the US pulled slightly lower from the highs of the day before and closed the session near the 41.54 level as the volatility slid to the lowest levels this year making me wonder whether this is just a calm before storm. Well, we will see that, but for now, all is well. Uh, Morgan Stanley also reported better than expected profit last quarter yesterday. Morgan Stanley profits fell but they fell less than expected by analysts thanks to strong, strong results from its investment bank and wealth management unit. So that's pretty much good news. And as a result of it, on average, we can actually say that the US big banks actually have had a relatively good first quarter this year, especially considering that a couple of banks actually did collapse in March. And the soothing bank results from the big US banks Banks certainly help investors leave that bang stress behind and perhaps for good. So that's pretty much good news. Now, that does not mean, however, that all is going well because yesterday's inflation figures from Britain actually came as a warning and a slap that the inflation headache is not over just yet or not everywhere in the world. And the central bank's fight against inflation may last a little longer than many, many expect for many locations. So with the talk of another 25 base point hike in the UK, in the Eurozone and in, uh, in the US, two other rate hikes expected from the ECB after the May meeting and the talk of another potential rate hike from the US following the May meeting are actually signs that the central bank expectations are getting increasingly hawkish since a couple of days now. And that could impact the market mood, the market sentiment as major indices are flirting with the year high levels, which now start looking quite appetizing for investors for betting for a downside correction at the current levels. The S&P 500, for example, will likely see a decent, decent resistance into the 4200 level if it manages to extend gains toward that level. And Nasdaq 100 needs some strong and strong earnings and results to pull out the 13,200 resistance. For now, we can say that the big technology companies 
results of this week have not been really convincing because Netflix dropped more than 3% at yesterday's trading session as its subscription growth missed analyst estimates last quarter, while Tesla shed 6% in the after hours trading yesterday as, yes, the price cuts from Tesla that kicked off a price war in the EV sector did weigh on Tesla's profitability last quarter. Although, although Tesla's earnings came in just slightly lower than expected at 85 cents versus 86 cents expected by analysts, so that's not a big deal. Well, the gross profit margins actually fell more than 20% last quarter compared to the fourth quarter of last year. And the last time the profit margins at Tesla fell above 20% was in the second quarter of 2020, and that was at the start of the pandemic or at the heart of the pandemic sell-off. So a 20 plus percent fall in profit margins at Tesla revived the worries that Tesla, which announced six price cuts this year already, the last being just a few hours before the latest quarterly results actually came in, well, may not increase the profitability in the coming quarters. And Elon Musk is not ready to stop the price war just yet because he said yesterday that Tesla will actually continue cutting its prices and that despite the falling profit margin. So as a result, the post-earnings sell-off will probably send the price below the horizontal triangle that's forming since end of January this year and also below the 100-day moving average. And depending on the overall risk sentiment, well, the post-result sell-off in Tesla could turn into a sticky sell-off pressure for the coming weeks. Now, today, investors will be watching the earnings from TSM. And the world's biggest, biggest chip company, which is TSM, is actually expected to announce a 5% drop in profits in the first quarter. So any disappointment at this front could actually get the market sentiment, the market mood sour regarding the chip stocks, which obviously did have a great, great quarter in the first quarter of this year on the back of the AI craze. But maybe, but just maybe, the rally was a bit overdone. Well, we will see that. In the FX markets, the US dollar index actually remains under a decent, decent selling pressure. The Federal Reserve's beige book that was released yesterday actually hinted that the US economy stalled in the past few weeks with the banking crisis going on, obviously, that hiring and inflation slowed and access to credit actually narrowed. And the letter obviously revived the idea that the US economy could enter a recession, finally, as a much expected recession of human history, and that obviously a recession would bring the federal officials to pose interest rate hikes after the 25 base point hike expected for the May meeting. But again, just earlier this week, we heard Fed's Bullard saying that he would actually go for two more 25 base point hikes to make sure that the fight against inflation is kept tight enough in the US. The thing is, the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations these days are simply not hawkish enough to encourage a reversal in the US dollar sell-off across the board and against all currencies. The euro dollar in this sense, for example, is certainly preparing for the next test of the 110 psychological offers, while sentiment in cable is pretty much mixed. The pair actually remained offered below the 125 psychological mark yesterday, despite yesterday's inflation print that came above the 10% mark 
mark fueled the Bank of England rate hike expectations for the May monetary policy meeting in the UK. In New Zealand, however, released this morning, while inflation fell unexpectedly to 1.2% in the first quarter versus an advance from 1.4 to 1.7% penciled in by analysts. So the softer than expected CPI print actually sent the Kiwi below the 200-day moving average against the US dollar this morning just after the release. In Japan, the dollar yen kept pushing higher on the other hand and the pair is now testing the 135 resistance on expectation that the Bank of Japan could not do anything to scrap that weird and bizarre and absurd and inconvenient yield curve control policy, nor to normalize the abnormally low race in Japan at next week's monetary policy meeting to make sure not to pull the rug from under the feet of the Japanese economy. But the BOJ is really getting weird and I don't know what to say about it. In commodities, gold slipped below the $1970 per ounce level at yesterday's trading session as the US yields continued pushing higher as a result of their upside correction following the banking crisis, while the US crude slipped to $78 per barrel level despite a 4.6 million fall in US crude inventories last week versus only 400,000 barrel fall expected by analysts. So we can say that the failure to clear the 200 100-day moving average resistance, which is around the $82 per barrel level, and that despite stronger-than-expected Chinese growth and that 4.6 million barrel drop in U.S. inventories last week, actually hints that the post-OPEC rally that we saw over the past month could finally be gently fading and that the price of a barrel of American crude could settle around the $76 to $77 range nearest 50 and 100-day moving averages. Now, today, investors will be watching the European Central Bank meeting minutes. Uh, they will be also watching the European Consumer Confidence Index to see how uh, European consumers are holding up right now and the U.S. Philippine Manufacturing Index and also the weekly unemployment claims data from the U.S. And tomorrow, on Friday, the flash PMI figures from around the world will show how economies around the world with the post-banking crisis in April. Now, we can say that any positive surprise in the freshly uh, released economic data could further fuel the central bank hawks around the world and may not, unfortunately, increase appetite in equities at the current levels. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading